Hey, hey, everybody. This is The Remnant by Reclaim 611. I am Carrie Sherrado, and I am so excited because we are going to start some podcast minis. So my goal here is to break down these minis into my, okay, this is my goal, is to be like 20 minutes or less, maybe more like 15 on this particular subject, okay? And, and so what I want to do is break down this really large, organized crime issue into some smaller segments so we can focus a little bit more um, and you guys can listen to these. So this might be your drive to drop your kids off in the morning. It might be your drive to work. If you're really lucky and you have 15, 20 minute commute, that's amazing. Um, Or you're headed to the grocery store. Maybe your grocery store is a little farther. So you get to listen to this all in one setting. It's not one of those where you have to turn it off, go do your thing or go to work and then listen to it on the way back. You'll be done with it. Maybe you can hit a couple of these minis up um, in one day. Um, So I hope you enjoy them. Like I said, my goal is 15 to 20 minutes so that time is already ticking. Um, But today, really, I want to focus on just some statistics. Like, what is human trafficking? How does this affect us domestically and internationally? Um, What are the elements of human trafficking? So this is going to be fast and furious, but I'm going to do this, and I hope you guys feel a little more educated afterwards. So let's just start with the definition of human trafficking. Human trafficking is modern day slavery, okay? According to the Department of Justice, human trafficking is a crime that involves exploiting a person for labor, services, or commercial sex. All right, so here's the myth. Human trafficking only happens in poverty-stricken countries, not in the United States, okay? Um, This is for sure a myth. Because human trafficking is a global problem. It's, you, can break, you can break this subject up into three main categories of trafficking. You have sex trafficking and labor trafficking. But you can take that and break that down into a little bit, into another category we call commercial sexual exploitation of children, or DMST, which is domestic minor sex trafficking. These two terms can be used interchangeably, as you might see them in research, but they essentially mean the same thing. So we like to talk about all three. Now, there's other forms of trafficking out there, um, like organ trafficking and other things like that, things I don't even want to talk about. Um, But we are not going to, these are the three ones we're going to focus on. All right, so let's talk about globally. It's estimated that 40% Point three million victims of human trafficking worldwide. This would break down to about 5.4 victims for every 1,000 people worldwide. And it definitely disproportionately um, affects women and girls. Now, it's also estimated that this is a, about a $150 billion industry, um, which includes both sex and labor trafficking. But let me just say something about these type of statistics. We have to remember that human trafficking is a crime. Um, and when we're talking about crimes, those are really hard numbers to track. So if you look at any kind of research, you will see that this is probably grossly underestimated, okay? So I think you got the point. This is a really big problem with some really big numbers. It's also tied with arms dealing as the second largest criminal enterprise and is the fastest growing. Now, let me just tell you why for a second. If you haven't already figured this out, you can do a drug transaction. It's a one-time transaction, right? Like the hit of cocaine, heroin, whatever it is. And it's gone. I mean, that, that, that drug is gone. You have one transaction. With a human being, you're selling them over and over and over and over and over and over again. So if you're looking at this from a business lucrative position, which let's be honest, human trafficking is a business, um, that that one person brings so much money in. 
Um, so when we say that traffickers, it's not like an abduction. The average type of human trafficking is not from like a one-off, that person, that girl or that boy looks really cute and vulnerable and let's like, let's just abduct them. You know, no, most of the time it's a very calculated process from internal and inside a person's social network. Um, okay, so I'm not going to my soapbox. Um, but anyway, that is why it is the fastest growing, um, if not the, the number one um, um, criminal enterprise in the world. Okay, so look at, let's look at some more national statistics. Um, the National Resource Center in 2020, which runs the Polaris, which is a human trafficking hotline, um, they had um, reported over 10,000, actually 10,583 total number of cases for 2020. This breaks down into 16, a little over 16,000 victims of trafficking identified, 10, over 10,000 for sex over 3,000 for labor and approximately 600 for labor and sex combined. Now, they also listed what I thought was interesting, the typologies for 2020. So here I have the top five typologies for you for 2020. Number one was escort services. Number two, pornography. Number three, illicit massage, health and beauty. Number four, residential. So residential-based commercial sex. And number five, personal sexual servitude. All right, and now let's talk about some national statistics as far as states. Um, so these are the states with the highest number of human trafficking reports. Now, I've followed this for a couple years, and I have to say that number one, which is California, and number two, which is Texas, has been very unchanged for as long as I've followed it, which is probably the last seven years. Um, number three is Florida, number four is Ohio, and number five is Georgia. I will say that number four and number five have kind of wavered and changed a little bit um, over the years, but I will say that top three has pretty much remained the same. Now, let's just think about why those are such targets, mostly because they have ports, right? They have international airports. They, have, they are involved in large interstate highways, um, and so these really just serve as hubs for interstate trafficking as well. So um, now I can say, like, all you Californians in Texas, now I am like a half and half. I was I was raised in California, but I've been here most of my adult life. And so I can tell both you Californians and you Texans that there's a lot of reasons to be proud of being number one and number two, but like this ain't it, okay? So we need to do something about this because this is just devastating. It's a big, big problem. All right, human trafficking versus human smuggling. I want you guys to understand these definitions so you can be extra smart and know what you're talking about when you're ta having a conversation with somebody. Um, so if you didn't know, these are different things. So the best way I can break this down for you is human trafficking is a crime against a person and human smuggling is a crime against a country. Human trafficking does not require a movement of an individual to be considered trafficking. They don't have to leave their home or their community. They can be trafficked in their in their bedroom at their home by their mom. Okay, um, they can be, but they do not have to move. Human smuggling um, does require movement across international border. Most of the time, this individual agrees to be smuggled. Um, and like I said, it is a crime against a country. Now, when you are smuggled, can you be, then be trafficked? 
Absolutely. So human struggling, (laughs) human smuggling is definitely causes vulnerability in an individual, which then puts them at risk for trafficking. But they are separate issues. Okay. So now you know if you didn't know. Um, One of my favorite quotes is from Krista Melton. It says that human trafficking is a local crime that is happening to your neighbor's child. It is a crime happening to your city. You do not have to look very far um, in your neighborhood, um, in the area that you work um, to find exploitation existing. Okay, so there was a study that was done in... I think it was about five years ago. Don't quote me on this. But it was done at the University of Texas of Austin. And basically, it focused on minor sex and labor trafficking and the impact in Texas. Okay, so this is really for you Texans. Um, And it showed that there was... There was currently... It it estimated that 313,000 victims um, of human trafficking in Texas. Okay? Um... It broke this down to say that traffickers exploit approximately 600 million from victims of labor trafficking in Texas. Minor and youth sex trafficking cost the state of Texas approximately $6.6 billion. Um, these are pretty big numbers, but I just want to point out that although these are huge numbers, this um, overall, this research study did not include those 18 years old and over. So nothing regarding adult trafficking. So you might think these numbers are big, but they also far underestimate the reality of human trafficking, even in Texas. Okay, so I have another statistic. So all of you medical professionals, this is for you, okay? Um, The myth here is that victims of human trafficking are rarely seen in the healthcare setting. Um, This is a myth, okay? I was part of believing this myth, or maybe I, I just because of complete unawareness, um, and I spent probably the first 10 years of my professional career um, stuck in this myth um, because I didn't know. Um, I, didn't, I didn't know what I was looking at, um, and I did not understand human trafficking and healthcare and the intersection, um, the intersection of the two. So this like rocked my world. This is why Reclaim exists. Um, but it is estimated based on research that 68 to 88% of sex trafficking victims say they've had some kind of contact with healthcare provider while they are being trafficked. All right. And this study breaks this down to say that 56 to 63% are in hospitals and emergency rooms. Okay. Primary care, anywhere from 23 to 44%. Planned Parenthood, it's estimated around 30. Dentists, 27. OBGYN, 19 to 26%. Pediatricians, 3%. Probably some of these are higher. Um, but uh, this is huge. It, it, it touches most specialties, um, general specialties of medicine. And for my hospital and ER people, like, you guys, we need to be paying attention because 56 to 63% is huge. All right, I'm going to get off my soapbox because I could stay there a long time. Um, like I said, I'm going to tell you guys a little, um, some more definitions and statistics. So hang in there with me for a second. Um, you need to make sure you know that this is illegal, okay? And there is the Victims of Viol- uh, Trafficking and Violence Protection Act, which uh, for Texas was enacted. Um, no, I'm sorry. This was um, federal law. And that was um, since 2000. So there is protection um, for victims of trafficking. 
Um, okay, so let's look at this definition. Sex trafficking, by definition, is recruiting, enticing, harboring, transporting, providing, obtaining, advertising, maintaining, patronizing, and or soliciting a person for the purpose of commercial sex act through the use of force, fraud, or coercion under the age of 18. Okay, a commercial sex act is any sex act performed in exchange for something of value given to or received by any person. Um, and a compensation of value can be cash. It can be basic needs such as food, clothing, shelter, and or drugs. As far as labor trafficking, um, so this may be a little redundant, but hang on. The definition of labor trafficking is the recruitment, harboring, transporting, provision, and or obtaining for a person for labor or services through the use of, where's, here's these Terms again, force, fraud, and coercion for the purpose of subjection to involuntary servitude, peonage, debt bondage, and or slavery. We're going to come back to these three, these three terms, force, fraud, and coercion in just a second. But let's look at commercial, consensual commercial sex, because I think it's important that you understand that in the realm of these definitions. Okay, consensual commercial sex. This involves somebody older than 18 years of age, okay? It doesn't matter if they're 16 and look 18 or they're 16 and they look 25. It's 18 years or older. They are in control of all aspects of their personal and professional life. They work independently. They keep all proceeds from every sex from their sex acts. And it's free, F-R-E-E, -E, from force, fraud, and coercion. Okay? Let me say it again. It's free from force, fraud, or coercion. And it's knowingly, they're knowingly receiving money or goods for that sex act. They know what they're doing. They're in control of their money. They're 18 years of, or eight, 18 years of age or older, and they work independently. Okay, so let's think about these three elements again, force, fraud, and coercion. These are your elements of human trafficking. Now, these three must be proven in human trafficking unless you are a minor of sex trafficking. If you are a victim of sex trafficking and you are a minor, you do not have to prove force, fraud, or coercion, okay? Um, I hope that makes sense. I really, there's no such thing as a child prostitute, okay? Um, so you do not have to have these elements in place if you are a minor of sex trafficking. Okay, so when we talk about force, you might be like, well, what exactly do you mean by force, fraud, and coercion? Okay, well, here's the last thing, y'all, of your mini here today. Um, force, as it might seem really obvious, but this is the use of any physical restraint or serious physical harm, okay? So um, abuse, torture, physical beatings, um, uh, any, anything you can think of when it comes to any kind of force um, that is... Um, by definition, think about that. Okay, fraud. These are your false promises of opportunity, of wages, of a working condition. Like, oh, well, you're going to be in these great working conditions or you're going to be in an apartment with a two-bedroom apartment and instead you're not. Or the relationship with a romantic partner that it, when really all of this is just laced with lies, right? There's your fraud. And then coercion is really your schemes, your plans, your threats, or patterns to convince a victim that he or she must comply with the demands. Okay, y'all, I think I did that in less than 20 minutes. No, 15 minutes. Um, so 
I hope you guys enjoy that. Where this was just statistics, getting some high points about human trafficking. Um, please keep listening for recognize respond report. Um, I got some more for you. If you guys want to visit our website, it's www.reclaim611.org, or you can email us at support at reclaim611.org. I am so happy to take all emails. Um, reach out to us if you want. Hope you have a great day and hang on for some more minis.